If you have your Bibles for a few moments, I want to take you to the Word of the Lord. And I, I'm not sure how long I have... Um, had this particular thought going through my mind, but I feel like tonight might be a good night to share that with you. Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9, and uh, verse number 10, Luke chapter 9 and verse number 10 reading down through verse number 17. And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done. And he took them and went aside privately into a desert place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them, spake unto them of the kingdom of God and healed them that had need of healing. And when the day began to wear away, then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about and lodge and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. But he said unto them, Give ye them to eat. And they said, We have no more but five loaves and two fish, except we should go and buy meat for all this people. For they were about five thousand men. And he said unto his disciples, Make them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so. And he made them all sit down. And then he took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven he blessed them and break and gave to the disciples to set before the multitude and they did eat and were all filled and there was taken up fragments that remained to them twelve baskets I want to go back to verse 16. And he took the five loaves and he blessed them and break them. I want to talk to you about the blessing of brokenness. The blessing of brokenness. Father, I need you tonight. We need you tonight. I pray that you would anoint my mind and my thoughts, that you would give me your everlasting word to speak and declare to your people. And we would have a ready heart to receive. I pray, God, that you would move, that you would stir something within everyone that is in this place to understand the process that they are being taken through right now to understand what you are doing in their lives. I pray for your glory in Jesus' name. 
Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. To be used of God is one of the most wonderful things that can happen to a human life. To become an instrument that God works through. A tool. A voice. A hand. A channel that God can direct His will and His purpose through. We pray for it. And we often ask God for it. And we talk about it. But too often we fail to understand how that happens. How does God use us? How is God able to make us effective in His hand? How does He use us so that He could be magnified? Few of us really understand the process that makes usefulness purposeful in the kingdom of God. Few of us understand the process that makes that possible. For God to use me and God to glorify himself through my life. We fail to understand how all of that comes about. I don't know about you, but since a child, the one desire of my heart has always been to be used of God. In my weakness, in my frailties... With all of my hang-ups and insecurities, my inabilities, if God could somehow lay his hand upon me in such a way that he could use me for his glory and to magnify his purpose, that is my greatest desire. But many times in my life, I have failed to understand the process that God took me through to enable me to be able to be used by Him. I want to talk to you tonight about the process that God often uses to bless you. Amen. The story of our text is not new to you. But it is a fascinating story to me. Whether you read it from Matthew's gospel or Mark or you go to John or you read Luke's account. That miracle that happened with the loaves and fishes is one that still amazes me. That God could take so little and do so much. That just amazes me. You know, sometimes we think we are impressing God with what all we bring to Him. Our gifts and our talents, our abilities, our plans, all of those things that we have figured out that surely could make something work. And yet what God is really looking for is not what I can do, but what I feel like I can't do. 
Because it is that channel that he often uses that confuses even the wisest of men. He uses the foolishness of preaching to save people. What an amazing avenue that God has chosen. The fact that I'm here tonight, as inept as I might be, still through the word of his uh, His desire and purpose for my life and yours, people can be saved and their lives can be turned around. But of all the stories and incidents of the New Testament, the feeding of the multitude gives me a better insight into the working of God than just an amazing miracle. It gives me an understanding of how God uses things for his glory. The crowd had come to hear him speak and the day had passed quickly and they were hungry. They could not be sent away because it was a desert place and surely they would faint in the way. And so what are we to do? Jesus asked them, what, what, what do you have to give them? And you know the story. I'm not going to rehearse all of that, but all they came up with was a little boy's sack lunch, a few loaves and some fishes. And among so many, they just seem so inadequate. And yet mysteriously, God commands them to bring what they had. To bring what they had and give it to him. And he sits them down and he brings those loaves and fishes before them. And before their very eyes, they are transformed. And they are brought to bless them. And in my mind and in my understanding, the Lord did not just break the bread and give it in the disciples' turn, but it seems to me that once he broke it and gave it to the disciples, when they broke it, it multiplied. Now, maybe you don't understand it that way, but it seems to me that that was part of the process, that when God blesses something, That when God puts his blessing upon something, that even the weakest of hands that utilize it can see it be multiplied in the same fashion. And before their very eyes, it was transformed into a miraculous meal that fed all of them and there was food left over. And out of that story comes a lesson On how God uses things. God only uses the things that you give him. Amen. God only uses the things that you give him. God only works with what you have. You see, in our mind, the fact that we don't have so many things eliminates us from being used. But God said, bring me whatever you have. Because it's not your responsibility to figure out how to make that work. It's my responsibility. All that I need you to do is just bring me what you have. However insignificant, however 
uh, small it may seem, he only wants what you have. And how often in life do we eliminate ourselves because we don't feel like we have enough to offer God? Well, I'm not as talented as what I heard tonight, so I, I can't sing. I, I'm not as gifted as I watched tonight as they played on these instruments and they made beautiful melodies unto the Lord. I, I, I'm not, I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that. And so we marginalize ourselves when God, if we yielded ourselves to Him, could use us even when we have seemingly nothing to offer. Because it's not about you. It's about what God can do through you that matters. Amen. God will only truly use what is completely yielded to him. Now you may think I'm splitting hairs tonight, but it's amazing how many people want to control what God does in their life. They have never come to a place in their spiritual journey where they could crawl on the altar and really die to themselves and say, your will be done. They have never come to a place of understanding that it doesn't matter what you bring. If you can just bring it and completely yield it to him, then God can do something with it that will truly amaze you. You cannot give it to him and then tell him how to do it either. Well, God, I want to be used But how I want to be used, I have to have a microphone. I have to have a position. I have to have a title. I have to have recognition. I have to have somebody acknowledge me. When I am putting stipulations on how God is going to work in my life, I am eliminating God from working in my life. But if I will yield myself to him, God will use me in supernatural ways that will astonish even the multitude. I remember growing up as a child, we had a girl in our church that was the most uncoordinated I hate to use the word spastic, but she could not clap her hands and chew gum at the same time. And as a, as a result, what, what happened just now quite often happened for her. People laughed, people sneered, people joked. I mean, you know, it was funny. To flesh. I'll never forget one night. We had Friday night was youth service, but when I was growing up, Friday night youth service was everybody came to church. It just meant that the young people were going to be leading service, but everybody came to church. And I became privy to the fact that she had been put on the agenda for Friday night to sing a special. And I thought, oh, who did that? I, I, in my mind, that was a train wreck. 
waiting to happen. So Friday night rolls around, and when we get to that part of the circus, service, not circus. (laughs) You see, in some of our minds, we thought that's what it was going to be, a circus. It was just going to be this hilarious, embarrassing, humiliating, But when that young lady stepped to the platform and she took the mic and the music began, she opened her mouth and what came out was not what was expected. That voice that could not hold a tune under most circumstances was smooth. The notes were hit. It wasn't Florence Nightingale, but It was a beautiful, worshipful song. By the time she got through, all the snickering and sneering was gone. And instead, there were tears coursing down the cheeks of many of the people that were guilty of feeling like she was unusable. I've often asked myself how, what happened, what was the transformation. And the only thing that I can point back to is somewhere between the time she was asked and the time she stepped to the platform, she crawled on the altar and she said, God, I'm going to give it all to you. I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. You know, if more of us could crawl on the altar tonight, God could do some amazing things in our life. There would be a lot of strife eliminated from our relationships and we would not be so contentious and so hard to get along with. And there wouldn't be so many bristles sticking out around us if we could just learn how to crawl on the altar and say, Lord, I surrender it all to you. I give it all to you. I hold nothing back from you. Nothing back. Because God cannot bless what you will not yield to him. God is not going to get in a tug of war with you. If you want to hold on to it, he will let you. Your finances, your life, your future. We've been saying or reading or praying our prayer at offering time for two years. Declaring the blessings of God over our life in our obedience to his word. And yet some of us tonight are still struggling and in the back of our mind when we get to that point where we think about being blessed financially, we choke because we've not been blessed financially. And the reason we've not been blessed financially is we're still trying to tell God how to operate his business in our life. And when you come to the place that you can completely yield that to him and say, God, I don't understand your process, but I want to yield to it. Then God can take you to the next level. He can take you to the next place. Your future, 
the blessings of God upon your future. We try to maintain control of it because we have to be in control. You know what needs to happen? Some of us need to lose control. The problem, the reason the blessings of God are not flowing into our lives right now like they ought to is because we are too much in control of our life. We need a service where we lose control of ourselves and we have so yielded ourselves to Him that we allow His Spirit to move through us and do what only God can do. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. But when you yield it to Him, God will bless what you give Him. He 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 will bless what you give Him. God is responsible For making it work, not me. God is responsible for the outcome, not me. You and I do not know, but he knows how to make it work. And when I yield it to him, God knows how to make whatever is yielded to him go farther than we thought it could go. And last longer than we thought it would last. And provide more than we ever thought it would provide for. When you yield to him. Ask the widow who only had a handful of meal and a little oil. How her life was blessed because she yielded what she had to the man of God and the word of the Lord. The widowed woman whose creditor had come to take her son's. Read her story and listen to her as she tells you. All that he asked me was what I had in my house. Amen. That's all God's interested in is what you have in your house. But I'm going to tell you something right now. We have enough in this house right now to turn this side of Houston upside down. If we can ever get it all on the altar and get ourselves out of the way. There's enough stuff in this place right now to turn the city of Houston upside down. That this church could become a mega center of revival. If somehow we can learn what it means to lift ourselves into the hands of God and release that all to him. And say, God, here I am. Not of my will, but thy will be done. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise and give him praise. You see, it's his blessings that we need more than anything else that I know of. We can have everything else but not have his blessing. And it will never be enough. Amen. I tell our musicians and singers quite often, and I've heard a few feelings, I'm sure. I'm not interested in how talented you are. I'm interested in how dedicated you are, how in love with Jesus you are. 
Because he can do more with somebody in love with him and sold out to him than whoever can sing at the Taj Mahal or at Carnegie Hall. God is more interested in me yielding myself into his hand because as much as I think I can do with my life, he can do a hundred times more when I yield myself to him and say, not my will, but thy will be done. I need his blessings in my life. I want his blessings in my life. I must have that in my life. I will not live without it. Because it is his blessing that will make the difference. When he blessed it, it moved it into a whole nother dimension of usefulness. But don't ever forget that anything God blesses, he's also going to break. Some of you are fighting that brokenness tonight. You need to quit fighting that brokenness. And let God use that brokenness to fulfill his purpose. What a contradiction in our mind and in our thinking. The words just do not go together. Blessing. Broken. Blessing. Broken. How could broken yield blessing? And how could God bless something that's broken? I don't know. I just know that's what it took for me to be saved. Was a broken body. Amen. And I think from that point forward... It's easier for me to understand that there's a blessedness that comes when I am willing to be broken. When I quit fighting God, I quit getting mad because of what I'm having to go through. The process that God takes me through. So many times I fight the hand of God that is working in my life because I do not understand what God is up to. But more times than not, the brokenness in my life is there for God to move me to a place where he can use me in a greater way. He has broken me so that I will depend more on him. He has broken me so that I will feel vulnerable and I will depend upon him. He breaks me so that when I look to him, I realize that if anything good comes out of this, it can only come out of it because God has been involved in it. And that's all that really matters to me tonight. I don't care who gets the credit as long as God can do what he wants to do. As long as God can fulfill his purpose in my life, nothing feels Blessed when it's being broken, but broken as contradictory as it might seem is God's pathway to my greatest blessing. Amen. It's going to a garden and falling down on your knees to pray. Asking others to pray with you, but they are too tired to pray and all they can do is sleep. But in an agony, you pray, not my will, 
but thy will be done. And there is such turmoil in your spirit that the very pores of your body so dilate and the blood vessels so enlarge themselves that blood seeps out of those pores as you are broken before him. I am thankful that somebody was willing to be broken for me. Broken and blessings. Many have thought that you cannot be blessed because you are broken. But the fact is, God will never use you in the great capacity that he can use you unless he can break you. Amen. Many times we fail to understand that. And if I cannot be broken, I will most likely never be used of God. Broken is better. Amen. And some of you tonight do not understand the process that God has taken you through on your journey. And you feel so broken tonight. And I have good news for you. You don't need to feel discouraged. You don't need to feel useless. You need to recognize that you are in a position right now for God to use you in ways that you could never have been used before and do things through you and in you and with you that he could never have done before. It has taken this brokenness to get me to a place. I prayed for it, God. Use me in a greater way. God, I want greater things in my life. And God said, okay, I'm going to take you to a better place. I'm going to take you to a greater place. But to get there, I'm going to have to do some stuff in your life that you're not going to like. But if you can yield your hand to mine, if you can yield your life to mine, when I get through with you, you will be thankful for the brokenness. Come on, stand with me. Come on, praise him together with me right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 You know, we started out the year talking about greater things. But this is the year of opportunity. And I believe it has been everything that we have thought. But I will tell you tonight, I don't believe we've even scratched the surface of what God has in mind. But all that pain that you've gone through, all that heartache and suffering, it has not been for naught. It has been to get you in a place where you could be so yielded to him that he could do whatever he wanted to do in your life. And it wouldn't matter. Just to be used of God. To speak, to sing, to pray, to be used of God. 
to show someone the way. I believe the greatest opportunity of the church right now is in our hands. It's what we have to offer. It's what God is wanting us to give to Him. Some of you are hesitant to give it because you don't feel like you're qualified to give. You need to quit living by man's standards. If you'll just yield it to God, God will find a way to use it. If you can ever get to the place to really say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Something's going to happen in your life that's going to be transforming. God's going to use you in ways you never imagined. He's going to do things in your life. All you've got to do is just give Him what you have. Just say, God, here I am. Use me. Let me be broken if need be. But let the brokenness yield to blessedness. Multiply. Make it go farther. Make it work greater. Amen. Would you just close your eyes right now? Feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Yes, Lord, I want to say yes to you. I don't want my pain to be for naught. I don't want my suffering to go for nothing, Lord. Help me to understand that it's part of a process that you're taking me through to bless my life. To use me in ways that I never thought possible. To anoint my life with an anointing like none other. Hallelujah. Would you just let the Holy Ghost talk to you right now? What is it that you need to yield to Him tonight? What is it you need to lay on the altar tonight? What is it do you need to put in his hands completely and say, God, I'm tired of trying to manage. I'm tired of trying to control it in the background. Here it is, God. Here, here my life is. Here my will is. Here my purpose is, Lord. Oh, yes. I want to be a willingness. Hallelujah.